Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I am Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With me, as always, Mr. Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis. Gentlemen, how's it going? Dave, what's up? Down in South Carolina. How's the weather down there? The weather down here was completely rainy today, and I was okay with that because sometimes I actually like rainy days on a vacation. Um I'm crazy like that. We're we're not just in a hotel. We're in like a two bedroom apartment, so it's it's like I actually have space. And I, I sat for the longest time under a blanket, looking out the window at the ocean as it rained. It, it was nice. To each their own. It's your vacation. Do with it what you want. Brian Anthony Davis is not in South Carolina. How's it going, Brian? Oh, I I it's sunny here though in Maryland. It's, yeah. it's sunny and feeling good. We've uh, came we kissed the sixties. A little That's bit this right. week, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what? I'm just uh, I'm just trying to avoid coronavirus. In fact, that's my <laughs> trivia question tonight. And in fact, anything you want to talk about, I'm just having a podcast on Corona because that's what everybody wants to talk about. The Corona beer or Corona? <laughs> I, mean, I just want to clarify, like, yeah, it's what your podcast content is going to be about. Because there might be people that are like, oh, he's talking about Corona. Do you uh, put a lime in your Corona? Do you not put a lime in your Don't fruit my beer. Like, I didn't know what your he wants to talk about the virus for the for the regular show and the alcoholic beverage for the after party. <laughs> there you go. All all I know is I'm thinking of that 1979 number one hit by the knack. No, 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 my corona. <laughs> We've got all things corona covered with Brian Anthony Davis at the helm. So make sure you tune into his separate podcast for that. <laughs> but if you're here for the Steelers preview, it's because we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what everyone expects from us, and that's what we're going to deliver to. Today's topic, which is the headline, is something that got brought up last night on the standard as a standard. I believe it was our buddy Ron Chess, who's a regular in our live chat. He asked a very good question and said, is keeping this defense together a priority? Now, we did a show last night about how the Steelers have options, even with Bud Dupree, if they even if they do franchise tag him, which there hasn't been anything official about that yet. One person has tweeted about it. That's the only report that I've seen. Uh, not Ian Rappaport, not Adam Schefter. I have not seen anyone else corroborate that that report that the Steelers are planning to franchise tag Bud Dupree. So they have options. And so he asked the question, how important is keeping this defense together? And I just kind of struck me as something that we might want to talk about. Brian, I want to start with you. In regards to keeping this unit together, which was, I what we would say, top five at least, maybe top three yes. even last year, how important is it? You know, I, I think it's imperative. I think you've, you've hit on something. You found, it, you know, I know some people are going to disagree. Um, I know we have some people like on my show the other day with Tony that uh, that took exception to the fact that I said that the defenses in 17 and 18 were uh, were horrible. Um, which I still, I will still stand behind that, that they were absolutely terrible compared to uh, what we're tasting now. Um, this defense won games for them last year. If this defense did not perform at the high level the last 14 games of the season, then the Dolphins are picking in the top six right now. That's how bad the Steelers' offense was down the stretch. That defense won them games, and you can't put a premium on that. So if the premium right now is 16 point something million dollars, then I, I think you put it on it. 
It's a, this is a tough, this is tough. There's so many different fair factors and variables to this. And I am not disagreeing about the defense being great and wanting to stay together, but at what cost, Dave, what are your thoughts? Yeah. At what cost is the big question, because if you want to look at it from like a starter standpoint, you could lose as many as three. If you are looking at, which is ironic, the way I'm going to do it is if you look at both nose tackle and slot corner, as a starter, which really they're not. It's usually one or the other that's on the that's on the field. I still think that the Steelers. I, I think the most likely out of the three is that they're going to tender Mike Hilton. Um, but if they choose to franchise tag Bud Dupree, like the reports say, they might not have the money to offer all these tender, these restricted free agent tenders. There's just a lot up in the air with it. So I think. I don't think it's a priority. I think it should be the priority to try to keep this defense together. It is what it is what kept you in games and even won you games in 2019. There's going to be question marks on the offense. You don't, you know, the elbow is going to be a question mark. The tight end position is going to be a question mark. The young running backs and young wide receivers are going to be a question mark. The offensive line, which we're going to talk about later, has turned itself into a question mark. And you can you can go in if you're going to have question marks. Obviously, you're going to be put in some other pieces as well. Keeping the defense intact means that you can address the other question marks when it comes to the draft. So I would say out of those three players of Hilton, Hargrave, and Dupree, being able to keep two of them would be fantastic. Okay, so let's – okay, so you brought up the three players. You said Hilton, Hargrave, Dupree. I would almost say Barron as well, based well, on the fact that if they keep Dupree, there's no way they keep Barron. They can't. Well, Heck, bottom even line if they is, pick up Even if oh, they pick up Vance's club option, they're not going to be able to keep Barron probably. Oh, I, I, I agree with you, and I think there's a good chance that Barron's not with the team. But the thing is, the Steelers have them under have him under contract. They would have to choose to release him. That's a completely different situation because right now Hilton, Hargrave, and Dupree are not under contract. They can make the choice to right. move no, on no, from no. Barron. I understand what you're saying, but I guess this is just the ripple effect of the decision yes. they make about keeping Absolutely. the defense together. And so – I'm trying to think if there's any other players other than those four that could even potentially be gone, even if it is a release situation. Like I can't think of any other players that are of significance keyword there. So like, don't say Daniel McCullers. I don't feel like he's of significance. Um, would Brian, am I missing someone that could potentially be gone in one way, shape or form on the defense? Yes. Defensively. Well, I mean, I mean Matakevich, I know he's not a yeah, starter. Not significant. But yeah, but uh, same with Anthony Chicolo. He's probably going to get cut, not but not significant with the numbers. Right. And you know what? Those guys are replaceable. And even the answer to your question is I really don't think your uh Artie Burns is insignificant. So I mean, yeah, he'll be gone as well. But to your point, I really think that there's one guy, maybe two. And the second guy is the guy Dave touched on. I think the two most untouchable, I don't want to say untouchable, the two you don't want to lose, and you're going to be shocked to hear this, is, of course, Bud Dupree, but Mike Hilton. I'm keeping Mike Hilton before I'm keeping Javon Hargrave because I have al I'm already reserved to the fact that he's gone to greener pastures. He deserves the contract. It's There's no, I mean, if he leaves, you know, there is you can't be angry with him because he's going for the contract that he's earned and the Steelers just aren't in a position to keep him. 
So where you need to look here is what do you think of a guy like Cam Sutton to go ahead and replace that Mike Hilton? You have Justin Lane in the mix too at corner. You have some depth at corner that you didn't have in the past. Yeah, for once. It's a question I asked uh, Lance last night because when I brought up the question that Dave wrote an article about for the website, which was who would you tender if you only could tender one, Matt Filer or Mike Hilton, he said he would tender Mike Hilton. And I said, okay, then you answer me this. Well, what, what don't you like about Cam Sutton? And he said that he feels that Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton work well together, that they are, you know, Sutton is more of the cover guy. Hilton's more of the run-stopping, blitzing you know, line of scrimmage type player. He says that they work well together. They need want you want to keep them together. So I understand what you're saying. And I'm not so sure I've seen enough of Cam Sutton to be able to say anything definitive about him because I mean, he did play more last year, but only in dime and specific sub packages. I guess the question for me now for you guys is when we, if we bring it full circle back to the original, original question, which is the headline of the show is let's say they keep Bud Dupree. And because of that, they lose Hargrave, they lose Barron. Is that still keeping the defense together? In your opinion, is is that enough to keep them together? Or because there's some other shifting pieces? Because Barron played a lot of snaps. Can't deny that. And Hargrave had his role as well. And there's really no one there. I mean, we, we talk about Isaiah Bugs, but talk about an unproven commodity. No one knows what he can do. And no one knows if he can even play nose tackle. I don't know that. Maybe you all do. I don't know. But Dave, go with you. You keep Dupree, you lose Barron, you lose Hargrave. Is that keeping this defense together in your opinion? I'm saying it still is because if you're thinking about nine guys that you're that you want to count as guys that even though they might have been injured last year, that would have played significant snaps or did play significant snaps last year, you're keeping at least nine that that I mean, that's out of 11 or 12. So, I mean, both safeties, both outside corners. I would even say both inside linebackers. To me, if it being Vince Williams and Devin Bush, that's still keeping the defense intact. One of your outside linebackers and two of your defensive linemen, that's a pretty intact defense going from one year to the next. So you're to have no, no swapping out of positions would be completely crazy unlikely in this – era of free agency. So I'm still saying even if they lost all three, that's still really keeping the defense together. In my opinion, Brian, you agree. I agree with Dave. And I will also say this, uh, the re one of the reasons that I'm not worried about losing Hargrave is Tyson Alualu. He plays both. He plays inside and out. He's very versatile on that line and they still have him. And he had a very nice season when Stefan Tuit went on the shelf. So you can actually they but he was brought in to spell um at nose tackle just as well as he did as a defensive end. So with that, you know, I I think that's really the one that I think we're all understanding that he's going to be gone from here. I think the one you really need to keep because the Well, here's the question. Let me let me back up. Where's the biggest hole? To fill, and I think it's Bud Dupree. Would you agree? Yeah, you mean with that? if they lose him? Yes. Who's absolutely? The, he's the biggest yes. because yeah, because if if they were to 
let's say they keep him and lose the other players that we talked about, like Dave said, or it might have been you, Brian, I'm sorry. The inside linebacker spots with Vince Williams and Devin Bush in terms of starters, we were just talking about depth. And, you know, maybe Ulysses Gilbert the third can fill in there and, and help in that situation. Um, but I would definitely say it would be outside linebacker because who do you have? Tuzar Skipper and Ola Adenye? That's it. Absolutely. And those guys could continue to uh you know get some time as backups and if they have to be called into service that's fine as a backup to an injury but you really want to want to keep this band together as well as you can and as well as you can means bud dupree is the linchpin to the entire thing you have you don't have you have a viable option with the cam sutton thing you have an option with isaiah bugs and, you know, a combination of bugs and, like we mentioned before, Tyson Alulu. So those are guys you could plug in a whole lot better than you're plugging in anybody for Bud Dupree. No, I, I agree with that 100%. I guess the one thing that it, I think we're all kind of to the point where we are just waiting to hear that Dupree has been tagged. I don't if I'm if I'm calling the shots, there's no chance that I give him a long-term contract. No chance. I know that Kevin Colbert will say, well, we're going to use the franchise tag to try to give us some more time to potentially bring him in for the long haul. We want him to retire a Steeler, Steeler for life, blah, 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 all that stuff. I'm not going to give him a long-term contract for two reasons. One, he's only produced, in my opinion, at a high level one season, and that was his fifth year. I want to see him do it in a non-contract year. Secondly, I am not interested in them having to put somewhere along the lines of 40 million total into two players on the defense. Cause let's be honest, regardless, let's say Dupree makes, I don't know, 12 million a year in a contract that he signs, you know, TJ Watts going to break the bank. I just don't want that much money locked up into two players. Dave, you agree or disagree with that? I agree. I think that if you're going to pay Dupree, you don't want to pay him where you're kicking the can down the road a lot, you know, too much further because TJ Watt's going to get his money. I spelled it out before that uh, the way the Steelers can work it between fifth year option and even a franchise tag year that Watt's going to get his money when, when Ben's done with his money, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So now, Uh oh, we've that's a great, great picture that's frozen. I we need to screenshot that. Um, yeah, I, I like what Dave was saying, and I there he is. I but I completely agree with what he's saying. Go ahead, Dave. We have you back. You froze out there, Dave. I don't know if you knew that or not, Dave. All right, Dave is having some difficulties. We'll get him out there, right, Brian. Go ahead. What were you saying? Well, you know, I, I do agree with Dave there. Uh, you know, I think that this is uh, just a one-year rental. I don't really think that they're going to, you know, go ahead and put a long-term deal into them. Uh, I think th they're looking at the window right now. That's the one thing. But I also love the article you wrote two weeks ago, if you don't mind me waxing your car on the whole, you know, Frank Clark type situation, the D Ford type situation that happened in Seattle and Kansas City, respectively. And in fact, Kansas City was in 
basically involved in both of those deals because they ended up getting Frank Clark, who was tagged and traded. This could be a tag and trade situation too. This just buys you time to figure some things out. Uh, you know, if I would not be surprised at all if they're uh, if they throw the tag at him just to see what they can get. The consolation prize being keeping him and figuring it out the rest of the way, or you feel a lot better about replacing him with maybe a first round draft choice if you get that out of him. I mean, not saying that you're absolutely going to, but you know, you kind of feel better about a replacement if you're bringing in a stud edge rusher in the first round. Yeah. Well, you know, Dennis says, and I'll put this on the screen. He says, Jeff, this was the first year that they let Bud go all out and play his game. I'm not disagreeing with you, Dennis, at all. That's what the, those were the reports that essentially Joey Porter was trying to make him a tech, a, like a tactician at outside linebacker. And he just wasn't that type of player. He was more of a, Hey, just go be your athletic freakish self, beat the guy in front of you. However, by any means possible. The one thing I, I have to understand and trying to grasp is that regardless of how he got there, he only got there one time. I'm not, if I'm calling the shots and this is just me, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I'm not going to give him a long-term contract after one season. That's just me. Whether whether it was the coaching, whatever it was, he's going to have to do it again. If he does it again, then we'll talk. But I have a feeling that if he does it again, he's going to price himself out of Pittsburgh. Dave, go ahead and resume what you were saying before you <laughs> if, got frozen in motion there. Yes, which is funny because I don't know if I had a weird face, but you guys had a couple really <laughs> you, weird you did. faces you where it froze did. on my end. Um, yeah, I'm not going to like comment that. about that. Um, I was going to say something real quick about the defensive line. I know J uh, Javon Hargrave said how he would like to stay in Pittsburgh, but did you realize that – I know some people don't give – you guys are frozen again, aren't you? No. <laughs> oh, Jeff's face hasn't moved for a little bit. So that's why I was worried about it. Um, anyway, um, the Steelers have have four defensive linemen that, that were in the top 11 – of pro football focus for this for the NFL. Four out of the top 11 defensive linemen, if you care about pro football focus ranking. That's insane. Yeah, that, because you had Cam mm -hmm. Hayward at two, and Tuart played enough games to qualify at five, and Hargrave was eight, and the Lulu was 11. He was the 11th best defensive lineman in the NFL. How many times would the Steelers be happy to have one guy that was 11th, and it was their fourth guy? So that's why the hole for outside linebacker is bigger than the hole in the defensive line or in the secondary or anywhere else. And yeah, it's just right now they they don't have that answer right now. But I just right, I, I don't want to break the bank for him because the last the Steelers can't afford to overpay anybody right now because right now they're paying so much to to certain players. So I yeah, think the so, bottom line to the whole thing. Good is he needs to be a one-year rental and see what happens. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, but we all agree that keeping the defense together is and should be a, or as Dave said, the priority because it's a really good unit. And even if they were to lose a couple pieces of the puzzle, it's still a really good puzzle. And it doesn't mean that they don't have the depth in certain positions like at nose tackle, the depth at inside linebacker, you know, the funny thing is, is that you, you threw out Tyler Medikevich and he could be a really cheap re-sign though. 
You know, I mean, he, he could be a guy that knows the system. If they want to keep him for special teams and as a, a depth piece at inside linebacker, it wouldn't cost him much. It really wouldn't. And I could see him bringing him back. I really could. So here we go. We'll see. Let's go over now to the preview side of the show, in which case we're going to preview one position a week, except for that one week where we got into free agency and it kind of got haywire. But we're back on. We're back to the swing of things. Last week we did the wide receivers. We're sticking with offense. And we're going to the offensive line. Talk about some turnover that could be taking place along the offensive line. Brian, you have the uh, depth chart there? Yes. Uh, I have Steelers.com up. And if they still have, and well, because he's still under contract, um, if you go left to right, Alejandro Villanueva, then Ramon Foster is the still that I was talking about. I don't expect him to stick around, actually, um, especially if you're going to go ahead and and uh, put a franchise tag on Bud Dupree. Marquise Pouncey is your center. Dave DeCastro, your right guard. And right now, the right tackle is Matt Filer. Matt Filer could very well be your right guard if you if he does not accept a uh, tender from another team. Um, and you're going to see where he gets tendered. Um, a lot of... People on this show, we have decided a couple of weeks ago that uh, they will probably go and and give him a second round ten- tender. That's a possibility. So that's what you're looking at the starters currently. If you look at the backups, you have some guys that are backups that are free agents as well in Zach Banner, a tackle, and of course, BJ Finney at that guard center position. So, and BJ Finney is considered probably number four or five among free agents at that position. So that's somebody that uh, is probably uh, priced out of town, especially with the uh, suspension last year, even though it was a one game suspension, but when Pouncey was hurt, he got a lot of action. The other backups, you still have Chooks Okorafor, um, mostly as a, uh, they have him listed as a left tackle. Right now, you see him playing both left tackle and right tackle. And the other guy that the Steelers list on the depth chart right now um, is J.C. Hassenauer. So as far as the Steelers listing right now at this point, there you go. They have two guys that they have signed to futures contracts. That is Christian Delario and Derwin Gray, who were both on the practice squad last year. Derwin Gray from the University of Maryland. Yes. So you have two restricted free agents and an unrestricted free agent from your offensive line. Okay, so let's talk about the offensive line here. Let's talk about moving and shaking. Brian brought up Ramon Foster, probably gone. I think it's a high likelihood that he's gone. Release, cut, whatever, however you want to put it. How do you all view the maneuvering around the offensive line. In other words, do they bring in, and I brought this up on the Wednesday show last night with Lance, do they try to find a veteran guard that might not be that much money? I said this was similar to like a Jeff Harding signing back in 2000. And was it 2004 that they brought him in? I think, or 2005 is around there. And he won a Super Bowl with him in Super Bowl 40. But he was at the waning years of his career. Like, do they bring in someone like that on the cheap? Or are they going to start to disassemble that offensive line and move it around? Dave, you're the offensive line guru. What are your thoughts? I would rather them use that money for B.J. Finney, someone who's there, familiar 
wants he to wants stay to in the stay. City. He wants um, to stay. He said that multiple times. He's gonna yeah. see it though. Somebody's gonna give him the uh, the Rod Tidwell and show him the money. So I mean, good good offensive linemen are hard to find. It's so funny because sometimes I see people commenting on articles. They're like, this was the one I was asking about Filer versus Hilton. They're like, oh, slot corners are tough to find. You can find offensive linemen anywhere. No, most teams can't find five good ones. And the Steelers yeah. have been really deep at line lately. But most teams can't. I mean, why do you think anytime the Steelers have an offensive lineman to expose the waivers, they lose them? Because other teams need them so desperately. So I would say you've got a tender filer. You want to, I would make signing signing Finney at a good price a priority, but you can't break the bank on him or you're going to have to let him go. I think where Filer plays next year is going to come down to the BJ Finney or if they have someone else that they could sign for the same amount of Finney money. Finney money. I guess that's the way we should put that. Well, I wonder if Finney would do a, would do a three to four year contract that for year one is is really low, really low in terms of cap and and as low as they can if they're still doing the thirty percent row. Exactly. Like I wonder if he would do that. Like sign a four year contract. He's going to make a lots, couple million. Lots of bonus. Lots of bonuses. Backload the heck out of the contract. I wonder if he would sign that. If he's motivated to stay in Pittsburgh. And if a lot of that money, if, as the Steelers don't like to do guarantees in their contracts, but if they did that, I wonder if he would stay. Brian, what are your thoughts? You think Finney's gone, right? I think he's gone. And I actually think that uh, Filer might be the guy that that they go after a little bit more. I think he's right now probably more attainable. But I will throw in a guy to Jeff's point. Jeff was asking about that veteran guy. There's a mercenary out there that has won two out of the last three Super Bowls. And he's a free agent once again in his name. And he's a uh, Western Pennsylvania guy, Stefan Wisniewski. He's about 32 years old. He comes in and plays well. He was ranked very high at that guard and center position as far as PFF goes. And to answer Dave's question from earlier, yeah, I agree with you. The PFF, I'm a PFF guy. And I look at pro football focus all the time. I'm subscribing to it. And I really like, to see where they're ranking these guys. Now I know it's not foolproof, but I, you know, I kind of believe in what they're putting in there. Uh, a guy like Wisniewski, we've seen guys like like this before over the last twenty years, like uh, bringing in older guys like a Will Wolford, a uh, a Roger Duffy, guys like that um, at the tail end of their career that were still st- that were studs in the past and did not forget how to do it. That's those are probably guys that you want to bring in there. You don't want to bring in a Barrett Brooks. You don't want to bring in a guy that's just, you know, that was a backup and and just never reached potential. Uh, you want to bring a guy with pedigree that's older that is on their last last deal and they're just they want to get that their next contract to stay in the game instead of retiring, but they still have something to offer. But there, there's that's also very hit or miss. I mean, do you want another Ryan Harris? Because the last time the Steelers tried to do that, that's what they ended up with. Well, you know, you, you know what I've seen at work, and I've seen it not work. Yeah, that's but, why I would say I would much rather keep the guy that they know and that they have. They, but, but like you gonna, said, but I think you're right. Yeah, he, he might be too expensive for them to keep. Yeah. Is this is this a case though with Finney that 
and this has happened to Steeler fans. I think it happens to every NFL fan base, to be honest with you. Is this a situation where maybe we are overvaluing Finney in regards to how the NFL landscape is going to value him? We've seen him play here and there. He has been a spot player, and he's played well. He's never played 16 games in a season. He's never been a starter for more than a few games. I'm just thinking that maybe some, and like you said, Dave, I agree hundred percent that the NFL offensive line play is bad enough that there's going to be someone that will offer him something. But I wonder if with all these other names out there and Brian has done a great job with his free agent, uh, free agent watch for the behind the steel curtain.com series. There's still a lot of names out there of guys that have more proven experience than BJ Finney. I guess I'm just trying to say that maybe he doesn't get the monster deal that everyone is thinking he will. And maybe he gets a deal close enough from Pittsburgh that he says, you know what, if it's, if we're just talking, you know, 0.5 here, 0.5 there, I'll, I'll take less and stay. I, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. You guys might disagree hundred percent, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, maybe this is just a case of the Steeler fan base. It's similar to when people lose players off like the practice squad and like, oh, that guy was the next greatest thing. And you're like, man, was he really? Or did we just kind of hype him up in our head? So I don't know. You, you guys can, if anyone has anything yeah. to say about well, that. I mean, ultimately, we'll, we'll see. I mean, here, let me ask a question. This is going to seem like it's unrelated. Um, if Mason Rudolph doesn't get hurt and we'd succeed, do you think the Steelers beat the Jets? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, if probably, the Steelers yeah. beat the Jets, do you think they possibly could even get in the playoffs? Possibly. Here's the thing. How did Mason Rudolph get hurt? He got knocked down because in his first snap, BJ Finney stepped back onto his foot, knocked him over. And then as Rudolph tried to get up, he got planted and that's how he got hurt. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, you could look at Finney's tape and, and, well, and yeah. one of his last plays was he got his quarterback hurt because he stepped on his foot. So, I mean, but that's going to happen sometimes. Trust me. I, I love BJ Finney. I, I think he's a great person. I think he's, I think he's another one of those um, undrafted free agent gems that the Steelers have found. So, but and he, but like I say, if they lose him, it's not the end of the world. But it's going to determine how they play everybody and what positions people play next year. Brian should carry as his pants. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Going. And I'm not going this year. I won't be able to buy anybody else's pants this year. Uh and, and that's and that's the problem because see, that's why he wants to leave Brian, because he doesn't have any pants left. Because you, well, you know what? I got those pants at a bargain, twenty dollars. So <laughs> that was fantastic if you ask. It is me. a bargain. Here's here's the thing. Let me let me give you a guy. And this is to Jeff's point earlier and a little bit to Dave's point. Um, and I hate that we're all agreeing in kumbaya here, but I, uh, the reason I'm going to say this is Jeff said, do we overvalue our own guys? Remember about two, three years ago when a free agent was leaving and everybody was up in arms that Chris Hubbard was leaving. Are you yeah. really, are you really wishing Chris Hubbard was here right now? I mean, he's yeah. done okay. I mean, but do you, do you really, would have you paid him the money that the Browns did? No, absolutely not. I still think somebody's going to pay him because there's not a lot, a lot out there in that category. And he's, he's a young player. He's somebody that uh, he's probably going to get a nod. 
I just think he'll get more of a nod that Filer will right now. And Filer's kind of the guy that you could move over into that guard position. And you could bring in an older guy to roll the dice on. And that older guy could be a guy like Wisniewski or somebody else. There's other guys out there that's not the top sexy free agent, but maybe they're in the top 15 or top 20. And you're like, all right, they'll fill in well for what we need. Because at the end of the day, you're bringing in depth. And that's what Finney well, was. Bottom line is, whatever you do at the position, you need to have it be less than what it would cost to keep Ramon Foster. Because there's no reason to cut Ramon Foster for $4 million um, and bring in someone who might not even produce as well as he did, which, trust me, he did not have a good year at all because he's getting up there in age. It's just what happens. But you're not going to spend more money than that to go out and get somebody else. You'd be better off seeing if you can roll with Foster for one more year. I get it. Yes. So that's why I said if you give BJ Finney that three, four-year deal, year one is super low cap hit, it would make sense. And he would might say, sign on for that. We'll see. Um, Other than that, I mean, I I view, we kind of started, we started the show off talking about the defense together. I think the more I think about it, they need to keep the offensive line as intact as possible. And that means keeping Filer a tackle. And that means they need to find a guard, whether it's Finney, whether it's someone else. I'm not crazy about the idea of moving Filer, who was PFF's highest graded Steeler offensive lineman, in at another position. It just doesn't intrigue me because then you have Zach Banner on the outside or Chooks for which, by the way, why is everyone bashing that guy, Chooks? I mean, everyone's he played like, great against the uh, Ryan. Well, you weren't alone. Lance did, did it the other night. He goes, Oh, that makes me shiver. It's like, how? Because he played poorly. When did he play poorly? I mean, they gave yeah. him a lot of help against Denver two years ago, and then he played against. You got um, You just going against Vaughn Miller. Against the Rams. You're going to give anybody Rams. help going against him. Exactly, but he played yeah. against the Rams this year, and I didn't think he played poorly. But no. so, gosh, some people are talking about Chooks Okor for like he's a turnstile, like he's uh who was a, a what was it last name Scott? Who was the offensive lineman they had that one year? Oh, uh, it was it was oh. um. Last name Jonathan Scott. Scott. Jonathan yeah. Scott. Yep. He was like a turnstile. Yes. <laughs> but he's not like that. You know, it's, it's, I, I guess I, he, he's going into year three, correct? Right. With Chooks. Chooks is going into year three. Uh, yes. Year three. Yeah. Give him some time. I, I, I'm not saying that it's he or Zach Banner can't do it. So we'll see. If, I don't know. I'm not sure. But can I make a comment real quick? Sure. And, I want to call out one of my favorite commenters here. Oh boy. And snowman. I love you, but this is the most annoying question. Time we bring up free agents. I've been doing this free agent, this free agent article for weeks now. And there's always four or five people, even with a huge disclaimer that I know they don't have cap room. Where are you going to get the money? And you just asked me that on the live chat. Here's the thing. You have That's my question. You find <laughs> enough money to pay 53 guys on the roster. You always find the money to pull these guys in. If you bring in, are you saying that they're that hurt that they're not going to bring somebody in even on a veteran minimum deal or something? They've got to do that. And they will, they will move money around to find it. And that's what happens. They always find a way. So, my question to everybody who asks about the money all the time, like I said, I respect you, but I'm I'm just backing up, you know, why that drives me crazy is because at the end of the day, 
they're going to field a roster of 53 men and they have to find the money somehow. And they've always found a way to do it. Do you really think they're going to go and not bring somebody else in that was on another team or bring in an older free agent or something? They're going to, cause it's always happens. They figure out a way to do it. The, but this year, more than any other year, is when you ask that question because the Steelers can't do the restructures they have in the past unless the CBA is agreed upon. They ask because this every year, though, Dave. I mean, they're not going; they're not that cash strapped that they're going. They are to more cash strapped strapped this year than they have been in a long time. I understand and the rules are stacked to, up against. They're them. moving it's a great stuff question. Over. They're gonna, every time, but everybody asks that, and they always find a way to do it. They are making plans right now that even though the three of us are on this show, they know way more than we do. And they're making plans and they're figuring out they're going to do something. So if we just sit here and say, we can't talk about anybody else because we don't have money, then why are we, why are we on here? Well, no, just like the whole thing with, with, with Bud Dupree, even franchising Bud Dupree, they could franchise him tonight. And they don't have to be under the salary cap. They don't have to be under the salary cap until March 18th. It, it, they very well, if there's no new C CBA where they and where they can't do these other things, and they franchise Dupree, they could they could possibly they either have to cut five or six players or rescind the tag before March 18th, which would be absolutely crazy. Uh, where you would say, why they even bother to do it? It's it is a completely you know what we're doing a salary cap show Tuesday on StatGeek. And we're going to lay a lot of stuff out. It's it's way different this year than in years past. And that's why this, I know some people don't like the CBA and some of the players are really adamant against it. And I'm doing my best to try to read through all 456 pages and I've only made it to about 40. And I just can't do it without falling asleep because it's horrible to read. But it's one of these things that I, I know the players are trying to get certain things, but I want it to pass because I want the Steelers to be able to conduct their business like they normally do. They'll be able to find that money if they get it. If they don't get it, they really are in trouble if, if there's not a new CBA. Where are they? And I don't know the answer. And I'm going to ask you this. Are they 32 out of 32 as far as salary cap? They are. They are 30. There are two okay. teams that are actually over the salary cap. They are the, the only team under the cap, and they're under the cap by less than a million dollars. So those um, other two teams aren't doing anything either. So they might no, as well. Those, well, those other two teams are, prob are probably cutting an awful lot of players is what's is what's going to happen with them. So which so is the I'll same thing the Steelers are going to do. I'm like, that's why the, the, the question of Dupree is such a big deal. Do you want to cut four guys in order to keep one? So it's 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 a tough question. Dave, you ever see the movie Dave? Uh, it's been so long, I don't really okay. remember it. So there was a scene in the movie Dave where they uh, he brings his buddy in that's an accountant, and they figure out where they're going to cut to keep the guys they want to keep. I mean, to yeah. keep the programs they want to keep because it's you know Kevin Klein is uh, he's filling in for the president because he's a lookalike. It's it's actually a cute movie from back in '93. But the reason I bring that up is they're going to sit down and say, look, we don't need this. We don't need this. We don't need this. It might be Barron. They might be able to fill in the gaps with a guy like Barron. It might be McCullers. They might fill in. I mean, they can fill in the gaps there. They have some other guys they could fill in and move some guys out. And all of a sudden they have a couple million dollars here and there 
to go ahead and bring other players in. So it's it's possible. I mean, there's a lot of guys that could be gone from this team and you could find people to go ahead and pay them. So that's that's all I'm saying. So if we're going to sit here and just <laughs> I guess he's done with it. But if we're going to I mean I didn't do that. <laughs> we're we're uh I'm going to continue to put the free agent uh market watch and you notice I changed the name of it, Jeff, to free agent market watch, watch that the st- players that the Steelers can't afford because I'm hearing it all the time. Well, this is a waste of time. But you guys want to see who's out there. You want to see who the other play- other teams might be signing as well. So just because you don't have the money and you don't have the means right now doesn't mean you're going to you're not going to have it later. You never know what they're going to come up with. Well, and let's be honest, if you're if you're signing a guy veteran minimum to like one year deal, I'm all for cutting Jordan Berry to create some space. Let's cut Jordan Berry, send him back to Australia. I'm not going to miss him. You're not going to miss him. You're not going to miss him. And now you have $2 million. You get a punter from in the undrafted punter. He can do what he does. Shank punts everywhere. I can do that. Put me out. I'll shank a few punts. He's all right. He's back at the night shift at McDonald's in Sydney. (laughs) We need to ease the tension a little bit between you. Hey, the Penguins won tonight. Good on them. Two in a row after a six game skid. I'm I'm going to be there Sunday. Sunday. I'm going to Sunday's game. Yeah. They play the Caps Saturday. The Caps are Saturday. That's a, yeah. Who do they play on Sunday? Uh, The Hurricanes. Mm, That'd be a good one. Bunch of jerks. That's what they call themselves down in. Yeah. Down in Carolina, yeah. the bunch of one thirty um, puck drop. Cool, good for you. So gonna, sorry, yeah, awesome I there. I just didn't want to hear Brian's story, so I thought I'd duck out oh, for a while. That's yeah, that's fine. fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. That's yeah. fine. We, we all want to do it. The guy that thinks outside no, the box. No, Brian. Brian wins by default because I my 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 connection died. So sorry. That's what happens when you're on location. I had perfect signal on Tuesday. I had perfect signal all day today because my wife had to work, and uh, now there's a bunch of people that checked in this evening and uh, i've got no signal and by the way can i bring up no, gina they, here they tapped out. saying mm-hmm. switzer needs to go too there's guys you can cut there's guys yeah you can but, move that you're but not when you're talking cut. minimum salary guys you know you cut a minimum salary guy guess what you're gonna have to do on the roster replace him with another minimum salary guy but you so, have those guys you have yeah. guys to replace him at a minimum you know you, you they're there See, uh, someone like Switzer is not going to save you any cap space um, because, like I say, the, the person who fills a spot on the roster is going to be the same amount of money for the most part. So that's a guy you keep around, and that way if he loses his job and doesn't and doesn't make the 53, it's no big deal. This will be a great conversation for Tuesday's show on the Stat Geek where they talk yeah. about the salary cap, and we're going to save that for then, okay? So we won't <laughs> I don't get invited. Us. I've never been invited to the Stat Geek. Never. Well, neither have I, and I haven't lost sleep over it. So, anyways, I, I don't have. Let's go on to trivia. I'm putting on my dunce cap as the the imaginary dunce cap has been put on my head. Let's go ahead and let's start dishing out some trivia. I got nothing tonight. I might think of a random jersey number, but go for it. I, I got something. You want to go first, Brian? Yeah, I'll go first. It has to do with jersey numbers. Oh, and it has to do with the scoring leaders in Pittsburgh Steeler history. If you look at the top 10 scores, if you combine the same jersey number, who has who has scored the most 
as a top 10 score, what jersey number has scored the most? Hmm. Right. <laughs> You're saying number three? Mm-hmm. Under under because of a kicker. Yep. Hmm. I could see that. If you're if I'm going non-kicker, I'm gonna go 83. In the top 10. There's actually not an 83 in the top 10. There isn't? Well, nope. I just thought combined. I thought you meant every player that ever wore that number. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking just in like, the top 10, looking yeah, at just the guys in the top like, 10. I'm thinking like Keith Miller, Louis Lips, stuff like that. You know? Yeah, and I, I get what you're doing. We could yeah. do that, and that would probably take all day and all night to compile those numbers. So I just looked at the top 10. Among the top 10 scorers, what your oh, okay. number has scored the most? I can't tell whether I Jeff's frozen or not. No, he's not. No, I'm looking at something. <laughs> trying to find something. He's trying to come up with a trivia. So that means you don't have an answer? No, not at the moment. Well, I tell you what. You know who would know, Jeff? Our good friend, Principal Ed Rooney, would know. Oh, nine? Nine. Nine times. Nine times. So. About ten days <laughs> down again. <laughs> He's going to look it up. Um, so, yeah, if you if you go ahead and take number five and number ten, Chris Boswell and Norm Johnson would combine for the most among the top ten. That question really confused me. I was listening and I was like trying to figure everything out. Okay, I didn't get the answer, but I, like I said, I didn't understand the question the first time. <laughs> okay, it's all I'm doing is I'm taking guys in the top ten. And who in the yeah. top 10 that have the same number would have the most points? That have the same, okay. And the leading score out of the top 10 together would be the number nine. Okay. And that is, oh, oh I like that. Okay. It sounds like my wife when I'm, no. when she doesn't want to, when she wants to stop the conversation. <laughs> okay. She's like, okay. Anyways, did you take the garbage out? I'm like, all right. I guess that okay. conversation's over. <laughs> I missed so the answer. Like, I lost my the connection. Guys are. He I'm the sorry. Guys are. All right. Uh, All right, we're done with you, Brian. I'm no, when I miss part of it, there's nothing I can do. Watch I what's just re-explained to you. I get you. I get you. Oh, I'm going to ask you that. Uh, Norm Johnson and Chris Boswell. Duh. All right. You know what? There I'm not go. going to spend my 13 minutes looking up that question anymore. Oh, for yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. Wait, wait till you get this question. This, this All right. is a CBA. This is a CBA question. Oh, really, great. not about the CBA. CBA. No, no, no. Boy, this, this, tri this trivia is just great tonight. No. Just, yeah, just I tell wait. you. What, I, no, boy, I hope question. the Wi-Fi is low right how now. Many, at this point. I'm just ignoring <laughs> Brian. I'm just going to talk over top of him. How many players? Now, this is according to Pro Football Reference. How many players do you think were credited with playing at least one game in the NFL this year? That's not my question. I'm going to tell you. Unless you want to guess on how many players you think got credited for playing one game in the league. And well, I, so you know what, if I were to guess, I would take 70 times, I would take about average of 70 guys per team times 32. So that would be uh 2172. You're pretty close. It's 20, it's 2025 players is what it was. Um, 
according to because because remember even guy like Paxton Lynch who was active for a game he didn't get credit with a game played so um the Steelers had had 62 this year um my question is out of those 2025 players that played in 2019 how many of those players were around and played under the previous CBA meaning in 2009 or earlier how many players wow. who played this past season or, or have been around for 10 seasons. To quote Dave Schofield, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't think about how many players are in the league that have been around for 10 years. All right. Let me give, let's say about two guys per team. So let's say about 64. And I know Jeff's still looking up, so he's not even going to answer. You're, you're about, you're, just under half. It was 143. There are 143 players that played this past season who played in the 2010 season or before. So that means they played under the previous collective bargaining agreement. Because I was just, I just did this looking at uh, how many people are going to be voting. So I'm like, oh, I, I just got curious. How many people play under more than you know? If these guys played, if they accept this deal, they'd be playing under a third CBA. That's kind of crazy. But um, that equates to 7% of the league has, has played that long. Um, but the thing that's interesting about that is that 44 of them were first-round draft picks, which is 30%. But 25% of those players were undrafted. So it is almost as likely when you get to 10 years or more, almost as likely within 5% of being undrafted versus being a first-round draft pick to still be around. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, now a lot of that's good because, you know, your kickers generally aren't drafted, which kind of which kind of. And Ramon Foster is one of them. Yeah, Ramon Foster. Yeah, because the Steelers had have five guys. They had five, they have five guys on their burgers team. Burgers and fries. Yes. That actually played under the previous CBA, and they were – you said Ramon Foster. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. The previous Marquise CBA. Pouncey. Marquise Pouncey. Joe Hayden. Tyson Joe Hayden. Alulu. And Tyson Alulu. Very good. I have a question. I yep. found it. I, I had to look it up to verify. I was pretty sure I knew it, and I knew it. This has nothing to do with crazy numbers or the CBA. Simple. Trivia. What year did the Steelers change their jersey numbers from block to italicized? 1997. That is correct. Very good, Brian. And <laughs> did you know that, Dave? Um, I was. I knew it was in the late 90s. I probably would have guessed 98. Well, I you would have been exactly. wrong. 97. There I you go. I still rue that day. The one bad decision that Dan Rooney ever. I've made. kind of gotten they used to it, honestly. Right. When they wore their no, when they no. wore their throwbacks, because Nike is effed with the uniform so much. The numbers didn't look right as block oh, numbers, and maybe it's just love the visual. Them. I'm okay with it. It's whatever. Well, we're going to talk about jerseys here in about five minutes in the after party. I hope you all can join us. If you're watching live, we're headed over there now. Just stay with the channel. In about five minutes, you'll get that notification that the after party has started where we talk about everything. We're going to start talking about some jerseys. We're going to talk about some Ben Roethlisberger, some San Antonio Holmes, and then – wherever else it leads us. So make sure you join us. If you're listening in audio platform, understand that the after party will not be published until 1 PM Eastern time. 
So if you're listening to the preview on your morning commute, you'll have the after party for your PM commute. Thanks for listening to the Steelers preview. Hopefully you stayed awake for that in the end. Yeesh, that was brutal. <laughs> we'll see you at the after party. What the